As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Jessica Dennehy. She is on Instagram at the Jessica Dennehy. And Jessica is a Wall Street regulator turned entrepreneur. She left the investment world after almost a decade to build a brand of luxury barbershops, which she scaled over eight years and even expanded overseas. And now she is here for you. She is here to help out other entrepreneurs just like you do the same to reinvent yourself, to transform your ideas into successful companies and scale your business with her consulting business, which is called Pivot and Slay. So we are here to Pivot and Slay today. Jessica, glad to be talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. And I am excited to talk to you. And I'm, I'm especially interested in what makes you unique. So what makes you stand out? What's your secret sauce here? Oh, my secret sauce is that I work on everybody's business, but I work from the foundation up and everyone's business starts with inner work on yourself with mindset, right? Because no matter what I've done in life, if I don't have the right frame of mind, I'm never going to succeed. And I see so often that entrepreneurs, they have no patience, they want things overnight, and they're not willing to put in the work that they need to within themselves and also in their business, and then kind of let it ride, let the work uh, set the foundation for their future success. So my business is really driven to empower entrepreneurs so that they can take the risks they need to succeed because without risk, you're not going to catapult yourself and your business into the future. Nice. And that, that whole idea of if you don't have your yourself wired, right. Or you don't, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself then your business will suffer. I mean, you're so right. And it's really, it's tempting to say, well, I'll just stay up three days in a row and I'll just slam a pot of coffee and I'll just like, drive ahead and make this work. And I'm sure that you've come across people uh, in your travels like that, who like are just, just jerks, right. Who just haven't <laughs> dealt with their own issues. And then there's also the, uh, especially with entrepreneurship, there's kind of the, the, the tough uh, times, right. There's those times when sometimes you don't feel like getting out of bed. You don't feel like doing what needs to be done. And I mean, it's, 
it's easy enough for us to talk about it and say, well, you know, I have to get your mindset right. Uh, but I mean, you're, you're so right that if you're not doing the mental work, then your business will suffer and it won't be what it needs to be. And so when you say, uh, you know, work on that, that foundation and get that mindset right, like what does that mean for you? What's the starting point, jumping off point there? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head in this in this current world we're in entrepreneur life is all about hustle, bustle. Let's go, 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 go. No one's actually taking a beat to work on the things that we are bringing into the business with us, because when we step foot in our own business, usually that first stage, we're alone, right? We're solopreneurs. Our entire personality is being brought in the door of our business every single day. No one's taking the, the time to say, hold up. Who am I and how am I showing up every single day? And so I work on first um, trying to highlight the things that are holding someone back, which generally is they have these amazing instincts that they're completely not in tune with. <laughs> we all have a, a gut instinct and inner compass that's guiding us. And so many times we're so in the thick of it, we're not even listening to these little hints that our bodies and minds are giving us. So I work on forming that connection and forming a better awareness of the things going on every day inside of us that we're kind of ignoring because we're so in the thick of it. Um, I really want entrepreneurs to take a step back and realize that if you don't stop and work on these little things, they're going to come into your business and they're not going to make you a success. You're just going to be in go mode all the time. And the key to success is really having a more well-rounded life, right? We're, we don't have to work every single second of every single day. In fact, the thing I love most about entrepreneurship is the freedom that it gives you. You're given access to limitless potential in terms of earnings. You're given access to freedom to make your own schedule, to work on your own terms, and to weave in the things you love into your life. And ultimately, if we do those things, success is going to effortlessly come come to us because we're going to be recharged and reset. And when we're looking at the business structure, right, talking less about mindset and more about the business, no one lays the foundation for a really successful business because they just jump right in and they start all of the doing. But when you're ready to scale and it's not just you anymore, that's when all those foundational aspects really come into play. If you don't have a set of core values or a real mission statement, how are people that you bring on to delegate tasks to, how are they supposed to align with your company when they don't know what the company stands for? So taking the time, which is not a money-making thing, right? We're all concentrating on revenue, but you got to pause the sales to work on these um, items so that when you start to build, you ha actually have a foundation to build upon instead of just building it on this murky water of hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> And so I'm sensing a theme here. So like you said, there's there's the mental aspect of uh, build that foundation and don't just go 300 miles an hour, sometimes stop and uh, you know show up for your appointments or do the things that are necessary. And then there's also the business side where you're saying, do uh, figure out your core values, figure out your mission statement, some of these things that maybe at the, the moment, at this present uh, time, maybe don't make you money right away, but are so important. So that way you are setting yourself up for future success. And what you're reminding me of or making me think of here is, you know, there's some days where uh, where I can get so much done and I feel like I'm like five days ahead in the schedule. I'm sure that you have days like that too. But there are other days when I say, let me just send that one email 
to that client. Let me just drop that one letter in the mail. Let me just get one page more figured out in that document. And sometimes it, it's hard to, to get in that, into that mindset and have that reminder sometimes of sometimes uh, I just have to do my best. And so uh, as far as uh, there's, there's you and, you know, your own overcomings and the things that you deal with and also your clients. So like, what, do you have any interesting like stories of all, all your travels of kind of overcoming the, that, that hustle mindset, anything that you want to share with us as far as kind of retraining yourself or someone else to doing things the right way? I mean, absolutely. I wrote a whole book on it, right? I have a best-selling book that came out, Pivot and Slay, came out this year. And it's all about exactly what you just said, which is outlining the struggles that I've had in my personal life and in business and kind of divulging how I've overcome that. And the overarching theme is through consistency. It's one of the hardest things to do is be consistent every day. And it's not perfect. You're not going to perfect it ever it's a journey. We are running in life and in entrepreneurship. This is a long haul. It's not a sprint. So there's going to be days where you don't feel like doing your thing. But once you get into the habit of creating routines that work well for whatever um, is best for you, like if you're a morning person, you want to wake up early. If you're an evening person, you get more stuff done Then figuring out what works for you and then formulating a routine. This is how we're going to create consistency. And once we have consistency, when the hurdles start coming your way, it's going to be a lot easier to bounce back. So you're, you're still going to have those moments where you don't want to do something, but they're going to last shorter periods of time. So right now, if you're just starting out, you might feel so overwhelmed you might need a few days or have a few days where you're like, I, I can't do this anymore. Once you get in a rhythm, right, and you've established a routine and a more um, positive perspective and mindset, those will become shorter moments. So you might have a few hours where you can't focus, or you might have one day where you can't focus, but you'll be able to bounce back quicker because you have this anchor of consistency to return to. And it all, the theme is you need to take a beat and create these routines and create this happy, positive environment to thrive in. Because if you don't stop to do that, all aspects of your life are going to be on not solid ground. And, and not on the foundation, which is, is our recurring theme here. And what keeps coming back in my mind as you're explaining this is at least I, my, my thinking here goes back to your idea of the awareness where, like you said, like we're all wired differently and it might be a matter of if you're overwhelmed, then knowing yourself, you might need to take that three hour break and then come back to it. And do you, or have you come across the problem of lying to yourself? Because it's easy enough to say, okay, well, this isn't working or I can't solve this problem. I'll take a break. But then there's that tendency to maybe go back to like the, like the high school mindset or something and say, Oh, I'll just take the rest of the week off. So how do we mm -hmm. avoid being dishonest with, with even ourselves? So that way we're kind of true to who we need to be. I know that that is a huge thing. And the awareness piece, and I talk about this in the book a lot, and I'll, I'll touch on it now. It's so imperative to have this component of why, right? So we do things every day and we kind of go about our business. And sometimes we don't stop to think like, why did I have that reaction? Why did I say something? Or why did I do something? And it's really the why that will lead us down the path of awareness, because then we'll understand more how we tick 
and why we do things. And then we can determine if we're having a moment, is it really because we need a break? Is it because we're just avoiding something? Because there are times where A, it's not in your wheelhouse and you're pushing through because you don't want to delegate. You're afraid to give the um, responsibility to someone else because you don't trust them or you think you're the only one who could do it a certain way, or you're afraid to take a risk. And we have to differentiate between that fear versus this is, this is not in my wheelhouse. I have to give this off to someone else. So are you avoiding it? Or is it something that you really need to delegate, but you're just afraid to? And I think even with scaling, delegation becomes so imperative. And that is about risk-taking. And that is about trusting yourself. And it's about formulating processes to train people so that you can trust them. So these are all interconnected with the way that you think. And the only way to become aware of whether you're being lazy and avoiding something or whether you really need help or you're in a rut is to have these tough conversations with yourself. And I give some examples of that in my book because I've overcome a ton of hurdles. The person that you see here today is not the person I was two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. You know, I was an attorney. I was terrified of public speaking. I went to law school and I wouldn't raise my hand. I mean, how bad is that for a lawyer, right? You got to speak in court. So I had to overcome these things and push myself to my limit. I went through a, a divorce, which was very tough. And um, I went through a transition at work from my nine to five to a business owner, um, I've done a lot in my life that has been problematic, but instead of giving into the circumstances and using them as an excuse, I embraced the hurdle. I tried to overcome it. And I have a lot of instances where I didn't, you know, not every hit is a grand slam. Sometimes you're going to have a misstep and it's going to be a mistake and you'll learn from it. But the biggest thing to come out of a mistake is that there's a lesson to be learned. It's not a mistake if you learn a lesson. So you have two options. You give the risk a try and you fail and you learn something or you give the risk a try and you succeed and do something amazing. And if those are the only two options, then why wouldn't you try? You have to kind of take yourself down that logical path to amp yourself up for the risk-taking, which is scary. Yeah, I, I imagine it can be super scary, super painful, maybe difficult at first, especially if you're out of practice. But with all that, what, what kept coming back to me is keep asking yourself why. Figure out if something's not working, why is that? If you're bored with some kind of task, why is that? If you feel like you're just pushing through, is it a matter of, is it just awkward at first? Are you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? Or is this something that you should delegate? And it's all of this seems like it's it's rising above the employee mindset, which is just show up, clock in, do your task into more of the entrepreneur mindset, which it's a little less like the, the problem to be solved is, is less clear. Right. There's a lot of like thinking and, and considering and a lot of deep thought. And some of these problems might take uh, a lot of like trial and error or like you said, a, a lot of failure and figuring things out. And just what I'm. Uh, what I'm kind of uh, getting from all this is that maybe some of the things that we think are, are taking risks might not actually be taking risks, right? There's like the, the entrepreneurial ADD people talk about where, you know, you drop a project and do something else and you say, well, I'm just, I'm taking another leap, but maybe the real risk would be to break the pattern and, and stick with this project for a while and, and grow it and scale it and 
maybe change the behavior because what if your behavior is always starting and stopping, starting and stopping that that's nothing new. And so, uh, and so, yeah. And, and also, especially like scaling and delegating and all these things that we know we should be doing, but involve some kind of risk, involve some kind of trust and maybe even some patience and all these things that when you and I began talking a few minutes ago, it's, it's so hard, especially with, with that patience mm-hmm. to stick with it. And so to kind of help us tap into this patience and know about what can be accomplished. Can you tell us about some of the, these things that you've built? Because you've alluded to that a little bit about there was the, the law school and the divorce, but we also said in your uh, bio, in your introduction, like you've got the, these barber shops and you've overcome, you, you've broken through, you've built up this uh, huge, impressive, successful business. So can you tell us about what you've built and like how, like what do you think was the difference between what you accomplished and others who who maybe have not uh, or maybe who've who failed and have given up? The difference is consistency for sure and patience because not everything happened overnight. I, it was my dream to work on Wall Street and I accomplished that dream. I was a regulator at the New York Stock Exchange for almost a decade. And I've, I found it to be very constricting, right? Legal stuff is a lot of rules. Um, the exchange, I didn't have any room to grow and I started to get antsy. Um, And my business partner and I created this brand of luxury barbershops, which at the time, nine years ago, was not a thing. Now they're pretty, um, there's a lot of them popping up, but back then there were none. So we came up with this great idea and we implemented it. um, We bootstrapped it too, which was really scary, meaning we funded the thing ourselves. We didn't get any loans or anything like that. So this could have went horribly awry. I was one week away from having a baby, by the way, um, my first baby. So it was not perfect timing. I think people are always waiting for the perfect time, perfect time, but opportunity doesn't really care about what's going on in your life. It's going to appear and you're either going to take the risk or you're not. In this, in this instance, I took it and it paid off big time. But I remember when we opened the first shop, it's called Mad Men Barbershop. We have two in New York. We had one in the Dominican Republic, which we just sold. Um, so we scaled it to three businesses over, uh, I'm sorry, three locations over the course of nine years. And we're going to keep going. Um, but we, when we started out, we were, were praying that any customers would come, you know, we didn't know how many people we would see. And it took months to build momentum, months of patience, months of trial and error, um, months of figuring out staffing, figuring out who we wanted and what our core values would be. And it took many years before I was able to exit my nine to five, which was another scary move because think about it. I had this great job. Everyone thought I was insane for leaving a great job with a pension and health benefits to go do my own thing. But I just had this taste of freedom, freedom to be with my family more, but still have an amazing career and have control over this company. And I just took the leap. And as soon as I did that, we grew, we grew to two additional shops right after that, because my focus was there. So we stayed consistent and offered a consistent product in all three shops. And that's what really built our success and us working consistently on the business, but also with an eye to ascend, ascend through the ranks of the business so that we're not there every day. So now our job is to be the visionaries of the company and push the brand forward, not to be there every day. We have created a system where we can trust and train people to do the daily work so that we can focus on the brand vision and not just be in there every day. But this took a lot of effort 
and a lot of mistakes that didn't happen overnight. We sometimes delegated and it didn't work out. And we had to sit and think, is this our fault? Did we do something wrong or was this a bad fit? Which honestly is still your fault because you need to hire people that fit your brand and your company. Um, and that's what I mean by putting processes into place to hire the right people so that you can trust them and you can keep pushing the brand forward. And because of all that experience with the regulatory world and Wall Street and my own businesses, now I'm able to transfer all of that information over to my coaching clients and help them get through the hurdles that they're facing because business is business. It doesn't really matter what industry you're in. The things I've learned through uh, scaling my own business are applicable to any industry. And I offer all of that knowledge to my clients to help them succeed in their own businesses. Well, fantastic. Well, in a, a few minutes here, I want to make sure that we circle back to that and we talk about you and in your coaching clients and how people can contact you and tap into a lot of that. Uh, but this is really hammering the point home for me as far as this consistency, because like consistency, it's such an important thing. And if you think about it, it, it means so many things, right? Like I think like, being adaptable is really important, but by but having the adaptation, you can kind of tweak and figure out what works and make sure that you're kind of on, like on target there. And I mean, consistency, it can mean, you know, always showing up and always doing what you say and always like making your appointments and things like that. But then from like a customer facing side of the business, what I interpret from consistency is the experience is always the same. You said that you have these different branch locations and you go into one in New York City and you go into the one, you know, across town in New York City and go into the one in the Dominican Republic and it's all kind of the, the same experience. So that way people know what to expect. And then uh, what comes to mind uh, from talking to you uh, from that is then, well, in order to keep the consistency what it is, can you do it for yourself forever and ever, 24 hours a day for the rest of your life? Probably not. You might get bored, tired, burned out, whatever. So then to maintain that consistency at that point, delegating is essential, right? Because you just, you can't work yourself to the bone for, for decades from now. And then yeah. there's, and then there's like the, the growing pains of replacing yourself, replacing this thing you've built. So that way it remains consistent. And like the way you put it was you kind of rise up in the ranks and then now you can become the visionary. So just that one idea, consistency, at least the way that we've been talking, is like, it's like, it starts within you and the activities that you do, and then grows as far as uh, how the business is, and then grows even further as far as when you're scaling. So, I mean, such a simple, but also powerful idea is this consistency. So that way you always show up and you, you know what the rules you apply, maybe like that, that legal mindset, and you know, what, what to do and what not to do, but also you can kind of adapt and solve these problems. I mean, it's really, it's a really deep, Thing to think about, especially for us entrepreneurs who love hearing about stories like what you've accomplished, who love getting excited, fired up, uh, wanting to figure out what uh, you did wrong and avoid those mistakes or avoid those traps, but then also see what you did right and also follow in your footsteps a little bit. So speaking to that, speaking of maybe tapping into some of your success and the, the trail that you've blazed. That way, maybe we don't have to suffer through 12 years of mistakes. Maybe it can just be 12 yeah. months of, of mistakes instead. How do we take the next step with you? How do we find out about your, your book, Pivot and Slay, your website? And also, if someone wants to reach out, contact you for some of this coaching or have a conversation, uh, how do they do that? So what are the next steps as far as getting in touch with you? 
Well, you've hit the nail on the head because to me, pivot is a purposeful turn that you take to get around a hurdle. So it is being adaptable and that is the key to success so that you can slay it. And my coaching clients get me to help them not have to go through 12 years of trial and error. So you hit the nail on the head there. Um, if you are interested in purchasing my book or chatting with me or applying for one of my coaching programs, you can find everything you need on pivotandslay.com. It is all there for you. Fantastic. Pivotandslay.com. And we will see you there. And as we're about to wrap up, wind down here, Jessica, do you have any final parting words for us or anything that you think we left out of our conversation or just anything to wrap up our discussion here today? Anything come to mind? Yes. I want to say if you're out there and you're thinking about this idea that you've had in your head for a while, just start starting because sometimes just the thought of starting is the most overwhelming part. Once you take a small step forward, you'll see how fast the momentum mounts and then you'll be on your way to slay. Fantastic. That should be a t-shirt. Just start starting. And we will see you once you begin to start starting at pivotandslay.com. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind the scenes footage and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.